Hey, movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 178. We are going to do a companion piece to last week's episode of movies that escaped development hell. On the flip side, this week, we're talking about movies that, honestly, if we're being completely 100% transparent, will never escape development hell these are the movies that have been in development hell for the longest it feels like there's been no progress but for some reason they still have not been canceled so that's what we're going to talk about today of movies that we genuinely think will never come out and hollywood refuses to poop or get off the pot it's schrodinger's movie right now (laughs) but uh josh how you doing tonight i'm chilling my dude just had some some dinner with the fam and what you have now, uh tuna melts <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those like mom needs to get groceries and we just threw some stuff together so it is what it is it filled the stomach then that's all that matters right <laughs> yeah that sounds about right um so let's just hop right into it because i've been watching a lot of stuff lately only two movies but there's some show that came out recently that yeah took up know. a lot of my time uh yeah, movies I watched a really good one and a really bad one. Which are you curious oh. about first there, Josh? You watch your baby video back again? Because <laughs> that's a bad movie. Anyway, no, I have Segway no idea. Segue to a better joke than that. Wow. That was lazy. <laughs> it was. Bad it was or good a... first? Let's go bad. Good, let's go bad. Bad? I don't know why, but I had heard of this movie before, and I, I think I had heard good things about it. Maybe that's why I watched it. A movie called Fear, Inc., uh, basically, there's this dude that likes getting scared, and so okay. he basically hires like a group of like extreme terrors to actually like scare him. But okay. plot twist: everything is real. If you think about it for more than three seconds, you know exactly where it's going. The movie's like, oh no, no, no! It's all real. It's all real. Like, is it though? Because the movie itself keeps poking fun of, oh, it's not real, it's not real. Yeah, we know, it's not real. And they're all just playing an elaborate prank on him. Oh no, his girlfriend's been shot! Yeah, we know it's fake. So when they do this big old plot twist at the end, it was all work. I'm going, yeah. Yeah. We're not idiots. <laughs> and also, you yourself as a movie told us this repeatedly. It's not a plot twist if you tell it to us. So yeah, it was also the the actors in it was were terrible. There was only really one good actor in it, and it was um, Ham from the Sandlot. What in the world? Yeah, it was super weird. But I watched a good movie, and it's not going to be what you expect, Josh. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Dude, <laughs> I have heard so much that like and seen screenshots from the from that movie. Not just the one. Like, picture that i'm sure you've seen by now of mild spoilers (laughs) it's more than just ugly sonic um i am genuinely amazed at how much they were able to get away with this movie not so much adult jokes there's there's one cocaine joke that i was like whoa okay but like (laughs) they have a joke about doing lines and i'm going wow okay but besides that there's like a lot of stuff that I was genuinely surprised that they were able to get away with. Um, it's not a major spoiler, but a fun cameo uh, is a character from South Park showing up. And I'm going, how? How did you make that happen? 
Um, there's some other great cameos, but at the end of the day, it's still actually a really well-told story, and I have not laughed as hard as I did with Chip and Dale since the first Lego movie. There's some, hey. there's some jokes in this that are so good and so well-written and so well-executed. Um, Josh, it is right up your alley. There's a lot of jokes of in this. There's a lot of jokes <laughs> in this that... Mm. Um, but there's something else that I watched recently yeah. uh, that took yeah, up so a lot of be. my time. And I'm like, I feel like I need to be watching more movies. Oh, yeah, that's because I've spent like 10 hours of my life devoted to Stranger Things across seven episodes. <laughs> and let's be real, people. Season four is by far the best season they've ever done. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, I had heard going into it that episode four was like, the oh my gosh episode and i get to it with high expectations oh my gosh that episode like <laughs> i was not okay with the final like 15 minutes i'm just white knuckling it so much but it's so well done um all the character dynamics are improved even more so than they already are steve and dustin are life uh but they introduce some new characters that you actually really really like uh, some characters that I didn't like in previous seasons are getting back on the road to me actually liking them again. Uh, but more importantly, there's the world's greatest pun of all time in this show to the point of like, I had to pause it, go back and rewatch it because I was laughing so hard of mild spoilers, but there's, yeah, yeah, there's, cause I, I, I've only seen episode one. So there's, yeah, there's a door something door related in water and so dustin goes if there's a gate in the water does that make it a water gate and i just <laughs> i just almost stood up and cheered i'm going dustin is officially my favorite now <laughs> and to the point of oh. when the older kids hear that line they're like yeah, that's pretty good i'm like yeah you acknowledge how good that pun was <laughs> dustin is the best and that the the great thing is how everyone else reacts is literally just me at work when I make a pun of my friends at work will just stop. But <laughs> I'm going, Dustin is my hero for that pun he and is. that pun alone. But Josh has watched the first episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk then about that first episode. How about the ending of that first episode? Bro. Okay. So holy <laughs> crap. Death. Somebody, I, yeah, dude, wow, just incredible. Um, one of the main things that's st sticking out to me, uh, Max to me in the previous season has been was like she was there, she was just a part of the crew. Uh, this season, easily, at least in the first episode, might be the most interesting character out of that. There's cast. an episode you will love then that Max is the focus. Uh, she just is so like, and obviously, like when you sit down and think about it, it makes sense. I don't know why we would go in any other direction with her character than this, but like the, the actress who's playing her, whose name I always forget, but she is Sadie Sink. absolutely crushing it. And, and I even like one episode, I was like, yeah. So I, even if uh, this show is terrible, this season's terrible. Uh, if Max's arc gets just like, is the best thing. It will I'm only happy. get I better. Care. I will say that yeah, it will only get absolutely. better. Also, <laughs> I really like what they do with Eleven. There was a certain mm. narrative trajectory that I was super excited for that I thought that they were going towards. But as the show progresses, and especially in the mid-season finale, that's what I'll call it, episode seven, something happens to that. And I'm going, oh, 
this is not the direction that I thought we were going, but I'm okay with this direction as well because you've set some really cool things up. Also, just to tease the finale for Josh, it's one of the best reveals for me in terms of connecting your A plot and your B plot together. Mm. Of For the most part, it's just like, okay, I get why this is important. I get why this is important. But by the end of the finale, I'm going, holy reveal. That's masterful craftsmanship right there. You just weave that narrative so well. Of And it's all basically like, not so much an exposition dump, but by the end of it, you're going, oh, I'm mad I didn't figure that out sooner. And it's so expertly done. But it... I love that this season managed to balance the humor and fun of season three mm. with the brutality and horror of season one. Yes. They're definitely leaning harder into their horror vibes. And my, one of my brothers like saw it and he's not much of a horror guy. So like, I understand. And he was kind of like, they didn't have to go as hard into the horror as they needed. To, as Suck they did. it up. But I was like, there like, are children that watch this that like, love it. Yeah. Like, but like also like, what did you think you were watching my dude like there's the first three seasons are pretty pretty horror vibe-ish like it just happens to be that the bad guy baddie in this is more humanoid than uh, than before oh, I so love it's the like baddie in this so much dude oh so good i can't wait to watch more and i have plans this week to watch more yes um, but then, like some other show came out this week this past week that, oh yeah you know, that one that i don't yeah, know how one. i like how it started but i like it now oh Dude, I'll be honest. I'm super, okay, I'm super down. Since we've got three episodes now, we're gonna be going to mild spoilers for the first episode at least, so we can talk about the one major thing that I'm actually amazed that they were able to keep out of all the marketing and trailers. Leia, I was very, Dude. I was very surprised, but also at the same time, give them all the credit in the world for being able to hide that. But also, I like on paper that reason for him coming out of retirement, going ah, mm-hmm. he's one of the only people that knows her significance. That being said. I don't dislike Leia, but I don't think I like her as much as the show wants me to. I, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think it's because I love her. I think she's fantastic. I, I'm on the fence. Like at times, I'm like, as the show progresses, I watched episode three today. I think episode three is the best of the show so far. Um, okay, I she, still need to watch episode three. She, she is a lot better in episode three. Uh, episode three is by far the best. I'm still just like do I like her? Do I not? But at the same time, I'm going, okay, she is supposed to be a kid. So she's a little bit supposed to be a little precocious. It's just when we first meet her, I'm just like, really? But obviously as the show progresses, she is more she, sensible yeah, I, about the world around her. I yeah, I get the internet's complaints yeah. though, about that one scene about them trying to catch her, which was kind of stupid seeing a grown person run into a tree branch, like a power Rangers episode. Yeah. There's some parts that were a little annoying, um, but like at, at the same time, like, wow, I am absolutely, I think they, they did a fantastic job in the trailers of hiding what this show is going to be about, what direction we're going to go. Um, I think you and I should kind of talk briefly on the apparently the internet's complaint about uh, Reva, sister, third yeah, sister about Reva. I have yeah. other issues to worry about with the Inquisitors. Yes. Um. Yes. Mild spoil. Okay. Screw it. Season episode two's been out there long enough. What did you do to Grand Inquisitor? You guys literally are breaking canon. Like, I know people are more upset about third sister, but um. You can't kill the Grand Inquisitor. He's kind of alive in a canonical way. 
later yep. in a few years. I'm going, so is he not dead? Are we going to yeah, have I, some I don't other think Inquisitor him, him. rise to the ranks really, really quickly and steal the spot? Because they do mention briefly in this episode about, like, you can take the Grand Inquisitor's spot from someone else, which I'm going, yeah. so why don't Inquisitors kill each other more often? Like, I would think that, yeah. would, that would happen. Um, but yeah, but, I, like, here's the thing. I don't get the complaint. I, no, I... I don't want to say I understand, but I get that there's horrible people out there. Mm -hmm. I'm not coming from that perspective. I'm not the biggest fan of the, of her character. Um, primarily just cause we've seen inquisitors before be really interesting and compelling and terrifying. And I don't think she necessarily is. Um, I think the actress is trying her best with what's presented. I will say, she is better in episode three, just like Leia. Okay. The character gets better and better, but I don't think she's necessarily the most interesting thing about this show. Yeah. So for I will give those complaints, I understand everything else. I don't get and People are horrible. And I feel so bad for this sh poor woman. Um, but I, the character is not really registering for me currently, Yeah. but also like it's, Maybe it's just because it's me and we've seen enough stuff with Inquisitors that it's they don't they didn't do a good enough job of hiding why she's mad. I think of just like, oh, so she's clearly one of those people that we saw at the very beginning of the first episode that got left behind in the Jedi Temple as a Padawan yeah. and probably got scooped up by somebody else. So like, yeah, OK, whatever. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's because like I, through Fallen Order and Rebels, we've seen more interesting main protagonist uh, antagonist to go up against jedi i think there's yeah she's she's fine with what she's been given i feel tremendously bad for her uh, and i'm also I, yeah. i'm also conflicted about disney saying something on one hand good that you're sticking up for your actor on the flip side why didn't you say literally anything when it got so much worse with kelly marie tran or when John mm -hmm. Boyega was cast. I'm like, mm -hmm. why didn't you say anything then? Or maybe they've learned from their mistakes. And they're going, well, we didn't say anything then. So we should say something now. Because I feel like the effect that it should have is people get up off her back. I feel like now she'll get more stuff, though. Because it was brought to the attention of just, like... It's it's a catch-22 of, like, do you say something and try and ease it? Do you not say anything and potentially make it worse? It's it's just a sucky situation all around. Props to you, McGregor, though, for coming out and basically saying, like, hey, as the lead guy on the show and executive producer, knock off your BS. Like, come on now. This, yeah, is, this is a universe of a bunch of different people and species. Like, really? This, is, is it affecting you that much? I have more have issues with I'm not that... I don't care that much about the character, but guys, don't be a dick. Yeah, it was like, and I've seen people complaining like, oh, she went too far, blah, blah, blah. But guys, this is, that's don't the realize point. this is a cat. Yeah, she's a, the she's other a inquisitors are telling character. her that it's ultimately yeah. going to be your downfall. Like, my only, like, my God, concern dude, though, like, and it's more, is my super nerdy concern is I'm worried that through her actions, Darth Vader will find out about Leia which mm. canonically shouldn't happen because Vader and Leia yeah. met at the opening of a new hope. And Vader clearly does not know who that is. Like maybe they may have a face to face as Leia Organa, but I'm worried that the third sister 
will know who she is. Yeah. And I'm going, yeah. we're already getting dangerously close to straddling the line of breaking canon a couple times. And I'm just like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, So I'm more worried in that sense of like, uh, I get more concerned about the weird small details than the quote unquote big picture, I guess. If it's even a big picture for people, I hate that we still have to talk about that as a society. Yeah. But like, and that's the thing I think it, guys this is a character like don't this is someone that she is playing like what in the world shut up like it just made me so mad like it, just get yeah, it gave me flashbacks of like a jake lloyd when he played anakin or ahmed best yeah. like this is nothing new unfortunate for star wars fans it's just like did you realize they are an actor like i've been very vocal even on this podcast i hated hayden christensen's performance as Anakin in the prequels. And I still don't know if I see the value of specifically bringing him back uh, for Obi-Wan, but I would never attack him as a person because I, yeah, I would that's... think I'm irrationally sane in a person to, to realize, oh, one is a character and one is the actual person. Like, it's not wrestling where the line is blurred so much looking at you, MJF. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know, people. It's not real. In the words of Patrick yeah. H. Willems, Star Wars is about space wizards. And it's meant for children. Like, it's just—it's it, yeah, it supposed just, to be fun. It Stop breaks my it. brain. It breaks my brain that people would like go after her, and it's like, what? Why? Stop! What are you doing? Um, I like the show. I like where we're going with it. Um, for can we? Jeez. Oh, um, the guy. I hate that my brain blanks on names. The guy that's playing Owen. We've talked about him Joel so many Edgerton, times. Joel you Edgerton. You heathen. Uh, no, I, dude, I'm sorry. But um, he did some vocal work to where he sounds like Owen well, from, so the, did from Ewan. the original series. So did you. Like, and Ewan sounds more like Alec than he does. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. Although like, I will so cool. say I'm not happy how little we've gotten of him so far. Of, of Owen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know mean, it's a he, Kenobi show, but I signed up for <laughs> Owen, dang it. <laughs> I, I like how little we, but like. I needed is, Joel. What, I needed Joel Edgerton and here. Ewan McGregor to go on these adventures together. <laughs> no. Have Owen wield the lightsaber and mow everyone down while Obi-Wan's injured. Give Gosh, Joel the dude. spotlight, dang it. <laughs> he's, he, but like the scenes that he's in, he absolutely steals. And I'm super down with I'm just i'm excited to see where the show goes um yeah let's go why not <laughs> for our first bit of news we've got yet another warner brothers update it feels like we've got one of those every week but that's what happens when you have a massive managerial shift and yet another has, domino has fallen from the previous administration this time in the form of toby emmerich the head of the warner brothers film division as can't tell if he was let go or if he's stepping down of his own volition but this was not surprising like everybody else in his administration there were some yeah. people that speculated he might stay because he was friends with Zaslav, and he'll be staying on in some capacity i think he's be having his own production company or studio or some form of production house within warner brothers this is not surprising but also i think this is a good thing um his tenure along with everyone else's of that era was marred with 
inconsistency, um, lack of a clear direction and vision. Now we can have more cohesion. But it's not just so much the Toby Emmerich stuff that's new this week. Out of nowhere, we just got a bunch of stuff, and I'm sure part of it has to do with David Zaslav's like memo to the employees today um, that went out on the day that we're recording this. Part of it was saying, oh, hey, Toby's going. Uh, but also it said that they're establishing three pillars within mm-hmm. Warner Brothers Discovery for the film division. They're going to set up Warner Brothers' new line, which is more or less all their live-action stuff, which they've already had. Warner Brothers Animation, cool. I think that's already something that they've had. I believe the Lego movie was Warner Brothers animation. Uh, And then most importantly, something we've talked about on the show before that they've uh, rumored to be working on a DC studios. So no longer would DC stuff be funneled through Warner Brothers. It would just be DC wholesale. Just like Marvel does not go through Disney. Marvel just reports to um, Kevin Feige and Bob Chapek. (sighs) And that's it. DC would now just report directly to David Zaslav. However, the animation department and the DC department do not have heads yet. They've already replaced uh, the Warner Film Division guy, Toby Emmerich, with two people that have experience working over at MGM. Okay, cool. I don't know that much about them, but clearly they have experience. So more peop- more experience than whoever's running Disney currently. Thanks, JPEG. Have to squeeze that in <laughs> because I can. Um, yeah. We don't have any word yet on who's running the animation and the DC division. There are some rumblings, uh, but we can speculate in a little bit here. And lastly, for like this kind of Warner update, supposedly David Zaslav has approached Todd Phillips, the director of 2019's Joker, to be more of an active participant in the future of DC in an advisory role, not an executive like... Uh, executive producer or even the head of dc entertainment itself but as an advisor to which phillips himself has admitted that he's not a super big comic book fan um i am mostly okay with all this news but i'm a little mixed on the todd phillips thing one wasn't the biggest fan of joker i think it was it was fine but two todd phillips filmography is a little Mm-hmm. hit and miss like okay <laughs> however if he's in an advisory role that might be a smart idea of kind of like a council so to speak like um what is it lord of the rings when they all meet around the circle and kind of discuss what to do with the with the ring of power if they have people like todd phillips like james gunn uh like david f sandberg maybe some other people that they'll bring on board to kind of have a brain trust of, okay, what should we do with this? What should we do with this? Because Marvel kind of has the same thing. For a while, they had um, Taika Waititi, James Gunn, mm-hmm. Russo's. All of them were kind of on the same page in terms of, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. What can, what am I doing with this movie that will work with this movie? I think that's a good idea to have kind of like a student council, so to speak, of what's, what's happening yeah. there. And David Zaslav, Daddy Zaslav, is the principal, so to speak, of that student council body. Uh, we could take the guessing game of who's going to run DC in a little bit here, but Josh, but you see all this breaking down. What's sticking out to you the most? Um, I appreciate that they're they're separating everything. They're they're going into three separate pillars. DC is going to be its own thing, um, which I think you and I have said it needs to kind of get out of under the shadow of Warner. 
uh, so it can create its own content for better or worse. At least if it's in, off on its own, we can be like, all right, cool. So DC is the problem and the people at, at the head of DC are the problem and not like, well, it's under Warner Bros. So they're going to, you know, step in. It's going to be like Sony all over again. It's, so it's a, a little reassuring in that sense. Sense, Obviously, we can kind of like revisit this conversation in five, ten years. Uh, and also see when the next Superman movie comes out. Yeah, basically. Um, One Superman <laughs> speaking movie. Of de- <laughs> speaking of development hell. Um, <laughs> ooh. That was never announced, but, though. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, that Todd Phillips is the rumor um, to be ahead of DC because even after one movie and like you, like I thought Joker was, it was good. It was not, I don't think it's this masterpiece that some people seem to kind of think it is. Uh, We live in a society. (laughs) I watch it for the memes at this point. Um, (laughs) Why, why would you watch anything from, from, uh, from Shrek these days? Um, Oh, you know why? Oh yeah. (laughs) Somebody once told me that uh, splitting your company into three pillars is a good choice. (laughs) Got it. All right. But yeah, no, like I think that's what sticks out to me the most. Zalzov seems to be doing um, a good job and kind of has a good idea head on his shoulders, split everything up and, and key. So just so like the lines of communication are coming in at a consistent basis instead of like, all right, cool. So who do I talk to about this DC project? Well, you got to talk to that person, but they won't have the information unless they've talked to this person. You know what I mean? So it, it streams streamlines a lot of the um, a lot of the development of, of projects and whatnot. So, like I said, I think James Gunn could also be added to this brain trust, so to speak. Yeah, maybe they rework J.J. Abrams into this somehow. I'll be like, okay, you can. Keep working on your stuff, but you have to be willing to work with us. Like, you can't just hoard this stuff and not make it. Because we talked about that last week of, like, they've been kind of mad at Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams Mm -hmm. for claiming a bunch of stuff. And they signed them for all this money and then them not doing anything. So maybe if they can actually get J.J. off his mopey butt after the Rise of Skywalker, get him to actually make stuff. So the question comes... Who would run these divisions? Uh, we've got our Warner New Line. Um, who would run animation? Who would run DC? Mm. DC, I can think of a couple names, but the rumor still stands. I think it's still out there, and I can't get it out of my head. Former Disney head, Alan Horn. I I still think he's probably the front runner. Put the betting odds on Alan Horn. I don't think he'd do it for very long because when he went to work at Disney, when Iger brought him out of retirement, key emphasis there, Iger brought him out of retirement, and that was 10 years ago. So when Iger retired, Alan Horn retired. So he'd be like Michael Mm -hmm. Jordan coming out of retirement for a second time. Um, To go play for the Wizards. (laughs) But also... Alan Horn has experience with Warner Brothers. He worked there for a very mm-hmm. long time. He oversaw the Dark Knight trilogy, all the Harry Potter movies. So he has a proven track record of also letting creatives be creative. If I had a dark horse, though, I don't know if this would actually happen. But James Gunn can never be fully excluded from the conversation. 
Given how I many agree. pies he has his fingers in currently in the DC universe, yes, the Suicide Squad did not do that great. But Peacemaker was like their top show of all time in terms of viewership week over mm-hmm. week. It gained more and more people. Peacemaker was way better than they had any right to be. And he's supposedly working on another show. He mm-hmm. has television and film experience. I don't know if I say he's a dark horse because I don't think he's got much executive experience. But yeah, maybe that's something he would like to pursue or at least be involved as an executive producer. Like like the student council that I mentioned Maybe that's maybe that's where he tops out so at so he can still keep directing and writing stuff, but I don't think you can fully exclude him. Um, I think Alan Horn is still the front runner though, and what a coup that would be! Just picture the headline now: former Disney film head jump ship to Warner Brothers, named head <laughs> of DC from Marvel to DC. I mean, but like technically, he wouldn't be jumping ship because he's not on he doesn't work he's not on that right? sinking ship yeah no he retired when Iger did he saw the writing on the wall oh yeah i have no <laughs> he saw the I, I iceberg coming the... to the hindenburg <laughs> to, to the titanic <laughs> i know what i said okay cool 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 All it's right, a really really you know. big iceberg because <laughs> that's what that's what happened the iceberg hit into the, t- the sky no the hindenburg got hit by an iceberg and the titanic caught on fire that's what happened I mean, technically, the Titanic did catch up, but yeah, that's details for another day. Another day, um, but yeah, I think I would agree. Alan Horn is is the front runner. Um, maybe Jeff Johns, but I think that's a no. long. I I, I no, think that's I think, a long shot. I think after everything that went down with Justice League mm-hmm. and all the uh, fervor, that I don't know if we'll ever get the full picture on that. Um, I think they're trying to sideline Jeff Johns from the public eye as much as they can. Last time I heard, I thought he was doing television stuff on that Green Lantern show that'll never come out. Um, also, we're not going to talk about it in full detail, but did you see that god-awful Gotham Knights trailer for the CW Dude. show? Oh my god, what did you do? Get out, Get out of here. Uh, no, I decided to uh, focus more on the uh, Jedi Fallen Order 2 trailer or whatever who is in the back to tank who okay but also who's the who's the guy talking to like there's so many questions and i'm super excited for it most importantly they're releasing a bd1 lego let's go like a life-size like like the r2d2 legos but for bd1 Mm -hmm. i'm going move over r2 bd get over here you are life (laughs) you're not you're not as excited for chopper Chopper will be also fun. also all these all these idiots that are just like Chopper will be making his live action debut in the Ahsoka series. Did y'all not watch Rogue One? Cause he's in Rogue One for sure. Like he cameos in Rogue One, but okay, we all collectively agreed to forget about Rogue One. Uh, okay, yeah. when do right. we think? This, <laughs> lastly, when do we think this DC studio will actually like? be officially announced because so far they've suggested it strongly but they haven't officially made a statement or made this division yet when do you see that happening i think at the latest the end of the summer honestly i I mean we've got three three months before then and i with how fast they're moving on on situating the company i wouldn't be surprised that that seems like almost too much time for them to have to situate dca as a dc studios 
So now for some trailer talk. Um, yeah, yeah. So we had Star Wars Celebration this past weekend, which had a bunch of news, but nothing like earth-shattering that we needed to really discuss. Like, we saw that Sabine has been cast in Ahsoka. I'm not really familiar with this that actress. Cool. Cool that we get Sabine. Um, the big takeaway that, like, was actually shared online, because obviously there was a lot of stuff that was shown to the convention and that's mm-hmm. it nothing online but the big thing that came out of it that was released online that we can talk about is the Andor trailer a series basically as a prequel to rogue one i'll be honest i have not been excited for this show ever since they announced it i thought i'll be perfectly honest i thought the show was a mistake they never should have made it i know the show has not come out but i didn't really care for rogue one and I also particularly didn't really care for the character of Cassian Andor. I mm-hmm. was just kind of eh about him. Diego Luna seems like a really cool dude, but Cassian as a character was not that riveting to me. That being said, if you put K2SO as an own standalone show, K2SO <laughs> is the Baymax of Star Wars. Like He is. He's like the robot that everyone cares so much more about than the actual protagonist. No offense, hero, but it's true. After this trailer... I'm at least slightly more intrigued. Is it the top of my hype list? Absolutely not. But am I more curious about this than I was before? Absolutely. And that's the job of a trailer, to get you more hype than you were before. Considering I had no expectations or no hype, scale of 1 to 10, I was probably a 1. Now I'm about a 3 or a 4. So it's bumped it up a little bit. It's still really not that exciting to me. But maybe this could redeem Rogue One of actually having interesting characters this time around. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh, it's, I had zero, I was like you, I was the number one on the hype, 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 bleh, the hype train scale. Um, but after this trailer, uh, the visuals, the music, some of the, some of the dialogue, super down man um i can't remember is this is just gonna be is this a movie or a disney TV plus show we're uh disney plus show that's actually the yeah. longest disney plus original show so far it will have 12 episodes so i'm going interesting so since it's the longest everything's gonna be like 22 minutes just to say it's 12 yeah. episodes as opposed to correct like stranger things where every episode's like an hour and 15 minutes so yeah just gonna really Ooh. flesh this out yeah, uh, my hope is because so during COVID, I think all of us did many things and did many many uh, movie marathons. Okay. For like my family, yeah, <laughs> my family did a Star Wars movie marathon, starting with um, you know the Phantom Menace and kind of working through Phantom. Hitting... Yeah, that's what I said. You said fandom, um, which I mean, the fandom menace is also menace, a very accurate a... statement too. <laughs> that is, uh, that's that's how you describe the the Star Wars fandom. Um, but started with that, worked our way through, and I will say, as much as I don't like Rogue One, by the time Rogue One ends, and then kind of cap it off with Solo a little bit, as much as I don't like Solo, by the time you're going into a New Hope, you are absolutely amped for the rebellion to actually do something about the the empire like yeah you i've seen the oppression let's go absolutely my hope is that this show will replace rogue one <laughs> with that like ampage of like oh bro like 
we see maybe Andor is going from Cassian, you know, is going from planet to planet and seeing kind of the the stuff that the Empire is doing to not just like his people, but the people all over the galaxy and see what and maybe give more light to his statement that he makes before he kills his informer um, in Rogue One um of like look like you don't you haven't seen what i what i've seen so maybe let's have him start out being this pure like very naive guy when it comes to the rebellion and being having to make some really tough choices that turns him into the guy that we get in rogue one uh and i to me that 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 can be very very interesting um and this trailer has went a long way for getting me at least interested slash hyped for the show. Uh, now, is that hype level as high as the Obi-Wan show? No, not at all. But I, it's still, I, I, like you said, I think I'm going to go up to like a five or six as far as hype level. So something I would like for this show, and it's always kind of been weird to me with Star Wars that they've chose to tell the story this way, is how is it that once we get to the original trilogy with New Hope and everything else, like, everyone seems to forget what life was like during the prequel era. Like, everyone, like, talks about Jedi or the old ways as, like, it was so long ago. There's 19 years between episodes 3 and 4. Now, I get that there's younger cast in that time period of, like, people mm -hmm. in their 20s and 30s. I would like older characters to be like, yeah, I don't know why they're saying Jedi were legends. Like, I met them. They were pretty chill. A little weird, but they were pretty nice like it's not that long ago like oh, i don't want to make this analogy but i will it would be like for star wars to say that the jedi was not a a myth or something it would be like us explaining to a child nowadays something that happened in the year 2000 or 2001 and they'd be like no that's a legend i'm like it was just 20 years ago. Like, you could see this. I get that the Empire controls the narrative, but I'm like, eh, I don't think people would collectively forget the world that it was that quickly and just be like, it's a legend. Most of you were there to say, no, this is actually <laughs> how life was. Like, I, that's always bothered me that. So the world just changed their collective memories, like within three to five years to say, oh, yeah, yeah the Jedi never existed. Like, what? that's but like at the same time i think we're dealing with like yes the empire controls everything but information is not spread it's not like i think it's different from having like a centralized one single planet where it's like you can totally control the narrative but it'd be impossible to erase everything whereas you have a planet three systems over that barely gets any information about the Republic. So like, it, it would be a little easier. Maybe they had over, you know, the last millennia only had one or two visits from Jedi. Yeah. Like to them, they would pr probably be a legend. So I, it, it, like, I agree like that it's only 20 years, but at the same time, it's like, mm, a lot can happen in 20 years. I mean, look at our lives. Jeez. Nothing's changed in 20 years. We still <laughs> talk about Spider-Man every week, and we're still the weird ones. <laughs> Speaking of weird stuff. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis really does care more about playing with toys. <laughs> that works, actually, because dolls. Um, he cares more about modern technology and how to revolutionize technology. Case in point, Polar Express. And he's at it again with 
Pinocchio. Um, okay. This is. First of all, I really, really want to know. So people in the comments, please let us know. Is Pinocchio anyone's favorite Disney movie? Like, at all. Why was this high in the priority list other than despite the Guillermo del Toro one coming out later this year? I'm sure Disney was just like, oh, uh, he said no to our Haunted Mansion movie? What is he working on next? Pinocchio? Oh, we got Pinocchio too. Release it around the same time so people will talk about ours. Uh, but we're not that confident that'll be good because we're going to put this on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, this ain't even going into theaters. This is a Disney yeah. Plus movie. Robert Zemeckis used to be a great director. I love oh, Back no, to the he, Future movies. He's legendary, Nate. He, but if you watch the trailer, he's a legendary director. Yes, he's legendary <laughs> for giving all 90s kids nightmares with the Polar Express and those dead eyes like mm. i know some people love polar express guys it does not hold up as well as you remember and also like we all collectively wanted to punch that four-eyed kid in the face like he was just the worst just mm -hmm. kick him off the train and watch him fall to his death under the icy abyss Jeez, okay, I don't a know family about that podcast. part. I, 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 hold on, hold on, chill, chill there, <laughs> buddy. Uh, but back to the trailer. Um, <laughs> so Jiminy Cricket looks exactly like the one of the grasshoppers from Bugs Life, and he's and voiced by the, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I don't hate that, but uh, so for a movie third called rock from the Pin star, <laughs> for a movie called Pinocchio, it's a very interesting lack of Pinocchio in this trailer, like. What is what is happening? I don't understand. We don't hear his voice. We get little snippets of like what like a side profile maybe of like of what he looks like, but legitimately there is no Pinocchio in this Pinocchio trailer. And um if that doesn't worry you, it should. <laughs> like what? Yeah, so also I love Tom Hanks just as much as the next person. I will forever thank him and bless him for providing us with Toy Story. He's a phenomenal actor. The past few years, the movies yeah. that Tom Hanks has chosen to do, uh, when he's embodying a specific character, doesn't always pay off lately. I love Saving Mr. Banks as a movie. I hate Tom Hanks as Walt Disney. He so missed the mark. The accent was off. The mannerisms was off. Um, then after that, he did... Oh, he did something that people were like, really? That's what you did? Uh, and currently, he's apparently facing a lot of backlash for his performance in the upcoming Elvis movie. Supposedly, like, that's, like, Razzie-worthy. Which, you can kind of get the sense from that, from the trailers. I'm going, oh, what accent are you doing there? Now I remember. This is controversial. I hated his Mr. Rogers. I thought his Mr. Rogers was terrible. He's just Tom Hanks in a sweater. He didn't change the voice at all. He was... <laughs> yeah, he's just Tom Hanks in a sweater. I'm still also, I'm also still mad because <laughs> the perfect casting for Mr. Rogers was right there in front of your face with Jim Parsons from The Big Bang Theory. Like, yeah. he looks so scarily like him. But we had to go with Tom Hanks because Tom Hanks will sell more. And I'm worried that that's what they did here. Of like, oh, Tom Hanks is America's dad. 
We'll make him Pinocchio's dad and give him that Geppetto stash, which that nope, that came out wrong. Um, but I'm I'm worried about this movie, probably because it's Pinocchio, and I've even as a kid that watched a lot of Disney movies. Pinocchio was that once every couple years movie. Like I, it's the movie that yeah. you laughed at as a kid because you're like, oh, they said ass in a Disney movie, and you felt like laughing at that. And now as an adult, mm-hmm. I go. <laughs> they said ass in a Disney movie. Uh, I don't care about Pinocchio. I feel maybe it's just me as a person that used to go to the Disney parks. Now they thanks JPEG for ruining that for me. Uh, but maybe it's just my weird perspective. I feel like when you wish upon a star, the song that they rely heavily on this trailer, the song itself has actually overshadowed the movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. More people Agreed. know when you wish upon a star as like, the theme song of Disney than they know it for Pinocchio. Like, When You Wish Upon a Star is an iconic piece of Disney music, of film music. I think that's more synonymous with Pinocchio. And I think they're relying yeah. very heavily on that of like, oh, nostalgia. And it's not nostalgia for Pinocchio so much it's nostalgia for Disney in general. Uh, I'm not excited for this. I don't care about Pinocchio really. Um, I I actually think Pinocchio will look cool. I think I'll defend that. I still don't know if this movie will be good, pretty much just because I don't think the original is that good either. I don't think we're gonna have a Jungle Book situation here. Yeah, no, I agree. I it's I I just the the trailer didn't do anything for me. The uh, like if if um Mr. Rogers is just Tom Hanks in a sweater. This is just Tom Hanks with that looks like uh, oh uh, the 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 dad from uh, Beauty and the Beast, like that's all it is. Like this. Oh, why whatever, am I blanking dude. on I, his name? But yeah, I, I know who you're talking less. about. Yeah, it, it is what it is. I don't I don't, I don't care. I think Guillermo del Toro is going to do ha- give this story more respect, which is odd to say, uh, than than Disney will. So something that's not <laughs> Disney. But I'm kind of glad that it's not. Have you ever wondered what Winnie the Pooh would be like if he didn't eat his daily honey? That's what you get with Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. The new upcoming Winnie the Pooh slasher movie. And I'm sure some of you out there are going, What? Legally? How is this able to happen? (laughs) I shall tell you, loyal (laughs) listener, how this is legally able to happen. The copyright for Winnie the Pooh became public domain January 1st, 2022. So, some cheap frickin' movie studio slapped together an asylum-style Winnie the Pooh (laughs) and are just going... What if Winnie the Pooh, but Five Nights at Freddy's? And that's what we've got here. And Disney can't do a darn thing about it. And I kind of love it. I just, I want to see it just because of like the sheer balls of the movie studio that threw this together. That was like, oh yeah, uh, it's in public domain now. Oh, bro. We have the ability to make a, a pretty good like live action Winnie the Pooh film. Absolutely. Hey, yeah, but what if it was horror? I like that better. Let's do that. <laughs> like, it's, oh, bro. It's, like, the I can't. it's the equivalent of the little brother 
like waving his hands in Big Brother's face, going, "I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. You can't do anything about it. I'm not touching you. I'm I'm free to do whatever I want. I'm walking where I can." So, it's public domain, in a sense. Uh, they can't use Tigger because I believe that came later. Uh, and also, like, if it gets too close to the design of the Disney version, then they can't. So, like, Pooh with just a red shirt, no pants, anything else, they can't do that because the red shirt came into play with the Disney movie because he's originally butt naked in the mm-hmm. kid's book. Get that out of your head now. Um, so this is clearly going to be very different. Also, in case you couldn't tell by some of these pictures... The story is, it's not people in suits. These are supposed to be actually versions of Pooh and Piglet that have come to life due to neglect from Christopher Robin, and they're hungry. They've all, Supposedly, they have already consumed Eeyore and are trying to kill more people, and I'm going, shut up and take my money. Like, <laughs> this is like uh, the, uh, the Wonderland movie with... Uh with Nicolas Cage like it's just stupid it might just might work <laughs> I have oh the yeah the worst slash best idea of all time for how they could kill somebody because I've watched way too many horror movies so if they have already consumed Eeyore he doesn't have a use for his tail anymore does he oh stop can you imagine if Pooh stabs someone in the face using Eeyore's tail. The nail in Eeyore's tail goes through someone's eye socket, and we just got demonetized from YouTube. Like, like there's so many, like, interesting... I hate that I'm sitting here going, like, there's so many interesting ways, like, things you can do with this film. Like, oh, let's go, yeah. And it also makes me wonder, what else? What else can we do? What's uh, what else is public domain that we can just absolutely destroy? Is Teletubbies public domain? Can Not we make a horror Teletubbies? Nah, no, 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 no. Let's do it. To <laughs> public domain Teletubbies turning into a horror movie where they kidnap children and put them in their pudding or whatever. In their pudding? What is that stuff they eat called? Human flesh? No, 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 no. They have like pudding or something that comes out of like pancakes and stuff. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Teletubbies. <laughs> That's probably for the best. Good, yeah, it's probably like, a good thing. I, I don't think this movie will be good. The fact that they've like, that the copyright, the public domain for this became in effect in January and they're already like, hey, we're almost done. I'm like, that that was a very quick turnaround, which makes me very suspicious now, but okay then so then can we get like other characters like owl or kenga or rue like does kenga kick someone to death that could be cool it could i'm not gonna lie if christopher robin shows up as like a van helsing type and has to stop winnie the pooh and piglet i highly doubt they're gonna capitalize on all the brilliant ideas that i'm bringing forth but if the slogan for this movie is not not all poos are good poos, then I'm out. I need that. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants a good poo, but not a big scary poo. I just like, what I'm getting from this is somebody was right, was like, okay, we need a new horror movie idea. Let's somebody Five Nights at Freddy's is stalled out. Yeah, it has, again. Um, 
oh, wait, what's that? Pooh, Pooh Bear is going to be public domain in four months? Oh, bro, we can write a script in one and get ready to shoot. And like, by the time it's it comes out. just some drunken script writing, <laughs> quote unquote, retreat. <laughs> Guys, or it's a bunch of uh, of Hollywood writers who are uh, who own, have like an apartment together. And they're all just chilling, like smoking weed or something. And then one of them comes in, breaks down the door. Guys, Pooh Bear is going to be public domain in four months. Hey. Al- writing session <laughs> hey alan and hr just found an interesting article about public domain and he was just like watch the college humor sketch about winnie the pooh can we do that yeah man let's go for it what's our budget 12 dollars. hey man that'll work <laughs> we've, we could we've do done that so much easily. stupider for so much less let's make it happen <laughs> if movie 43 is a thing this can hey! be a thing why not <laughs> We've talked about that movie enough, and by that I mean one episode. That's more than enough. As per usual, this episode is sponsored by Tee Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it's t-shirts, hoodies, notepads, stickers, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media designs, uh, both the old and the new, other fun designs that we have. Go there to get all your Uncharted Media stuff. Now... Let's talk about movies that will never freaking get made, no matter how much they say otherwise. So the qualifications today are these movies have to be officially announced and also have never officially been canceled, to the best of our knowledge. You watch, there'll be some movie out there that, well, actually, in 2018, the movie got briefly canceled and then then it switched studios that have been working on actively working on a script for about two years now. Um... I'll start off just just to get it out of the way for everybody listening at home. Where's my Nightwing movie? I understand a little <laughs> bit more now because of a actual managerial shift in leadership. I understand that now. That's a good excuse. But the previous five years that this movie has been announced and just sat idly by... What was your excuse then? Oh, right. You were trying to actively have your DC extended universe, in which case Dick Grayson was dead in that universe. Thanks, Snyder. No matter how you try and justify it, it still doesn't make sense. So this got announced in 2017 with the Lego movie director Chris McKay attached to direct and everything that he was talking about with it sounded really promising of whoever the actor was, was going to have to go through the most rigorous uh, physical training that any actor has ever gone through for a superhero role because they really wanted that actor to do their own stunt work but also would rely much more on the hand-to-hand and the flippy stuff and going, Ricochet's available. Um, He's already cosplayed as Nightwing enough. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And he's not busy doing anything nowadays. Uh, No, (laughs) he is not. He'll get a match once a month. That's an obscure reference for people out there uh so that got announced in 2017 last time we heard was sometime either earlier this year or late last year they're like we hope it still happens i'm going so that's not an official cancellation but um doesn't sound good because chris mckay maybe a year or two after was like uh i'm gonna go do this dungeons and dragons movie then i'll come back and sort out nightwing well after dungeons and dragons which he left, by the way. He left to go do Chris Pratt's The Tomorrow War. Then he'll come back to do Nightwing. Still nothing, but he's working on a Tomorrow War sequel, so... 
thanks for making a 90s movie in 2020 but whatever um <laughs> i'm not bitter at all yeah yeah you're not bitter but at the all. chances are better now because robin will show up in the batman 2 marked by words if he doesn't show up mm-hmm. there he will get a Nightwing movie spun out of the tremendous success that'll be his cameo in the Batgirl movie because I refuse to let it die. Nightwing will show up on screen in my lifetime. It just might be on my deathbed, which will be self-imposed by a brain aneurysm from screaming about this so much. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I put up the Nightwing hoping. graphic too late. <laughs> yeah, we're all hoping for it, man. I, I think it's Some more than point, others. Thankfully, I think at this point it's more of an a a, a, a when, not if. Um, so, at least nowadays, but who knows what'll happen. Uh, something that basically will never happen is a Metroid movie. <laughs> Was that actually announced they, at one point? Oh yeah, and it has been. It's had like di- multiple directors fall out. They've had a full script and scrapped it three times. Like come on and it's metroid metroid would be fantastic makes me think i forgot it's not official on my list but i'll throw that out there if you throw a video game one out there i'll throw another video yeah. game out there jordan voke roberts metal gear solid movie yeah like that, that got announced after um kong skull island he's like yeah the next thing i want to yeah. do is a metal gear solid and i feel like that actually got announced but we've heard not nothing zilch nada for those that will get that obscure reference. I hate you. I know Josh got that too. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh my gosh. But like talk about stuff that like was was announced and that we've heard nothing about is Real Steel 2. Like Did that actually get is, announced? It got announced. Oh yeah, we, like, no. I wanna say we covered it. We, we covered, covered the it. TV show, not the movie. I'm pretty sure. No, man, I'm pretty sure we they covered the, the TV spin-off that's coming to Disney Plus, because I remember making that graphic. I remember Man. all of my children. <laughs> I don't love I, them but... all equally, but <laughs> I remember all my children. That's going to be quoted so someday when yeah, I actually so have kids. I, that soundbite is now in the so history you're book act, So you're a real father then. Got it. Okay. Um, I babysit you every week. Oh, no. Uh, but Real Steel 2 was I, – I'm pretty con- – I've looked it up a couple, and I'm pretty sure – that it, it got announced at one point and we have just never heard anything about it. Hugh Jackman is like, yeah, I would love to return to it, but like nothing. We've heard nothing. And it's one of those movies that I think deserves a second film because by God, that first one surprised everybody. Um, just didn't necessarily do well because everybody was like, oh, it's just rock'em, sock'em robots. But it's, it, it's whoever, not. Whoever is the marketing team for Sean Levy movies just across the board really needs to be fired because <laughs> yes, like Night at the Museum, that first one deserved to do a lot better than it did. I know it spawned a trilogy, but like Night at the Museum was a lot better than any right to be. Free yeah. Guy was okay. Was really good actually, but the marketing campaign was eh. Mostly due to Ryan Reynolds, like, bolstering it from the ground up and really just putting it on his back, but... <laughs> As he does with everything that he's in. Just in life. <laughs> Basically. He makes yeah. everything better. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, else you got? A superhero movie that's been in development even longer than the Nightwing thing, because there's a lot of those, actually, that I feel like this has been dead for a really long time, but no one wants to pick the carcass up off the street and put it in a trash can. Justice League Dark 
Oh <laughs> my gosh. Why do I feel like I remember hearing about this? Wow. Yeah, this thing is dead. That thing's been dead for a while, my They've dude. They've never officially canceled it no, because they supposedly, haven't. supposedly, the latest on that is J.J. Abrams and his team is quote unquote working on it, and I'm going, sure, sure, Jan. But I feel like I heard, I remember hearing about this as soon as like 2008 or 2009. I feel like this has been floated around forever. Uh, Guillermo del Toro was attached to it for what feels like a really long time, but. Tell me if you haven't heard this one before. Guillermo del Toro's name is attached to, cut to a few months later, drops out, but he will still serve as an executive producer on the project as he pursues other projects. Like, looking at yeah. you, Hellboy reboot or Pacific oh, Rim 2. Don't don't hit me with the Hellboy reboot. No, that makes me so sad. I just always want to bring up the Hellboy reboot any chance I get because Josh was so excited for that and was the so really sure that it was so going to be good. good. Oh, come on. But like, you go back and watch those trailers and go back and watch like how excited David Arbor was for it. And like, and God, he still it, is excited. And he still blames the fans for that. And I don't get it. It's fine. I mean, it's not, I, nah, I but justice league dark. I feel like it after, um, Guillermo del Toro, it got passed off to somebody else. Maybe like a Simon, uh, Oh, Simon Kinberg, the guy that did yeah. the X-Men movies. I feel like that was a name that got floated around. Somebody between Guillermo and JJ that it was with their camp for a while and just kind of stewed. Like there was supposedly some development and then there was no development. Uh, and then JJ was just like, I'll take it because you guys don't trust me with Justice League or other any other major franchise after Star Wars. So uh, I'll do Justice League Dark, the weirdos. Um, and nothing has come of that. It's because Josh hasn't written a script yet, in which case he builds them all up individually to do a massive Avenger-style team-up. Yes, I'm going back and listening to old episodes. <laughs> Just as a, hey, that would be cool, though. You can't. I'll fight you on that. That would be so much fun. Be, but, you know, <laughs> we have to have some progress or, you know, competent leadership that knows what they're doing. Yeah, Just like fair. Dark is like your phase two or phase three type movie, not your phase one. And for a while, they're, they're like, well... We can't get our crap together with an actual Justice League. So we'll just slap the name Justice League on something and maybe we'll confuse enough people. They'll be like, so when is Superman showing up in this? Like, there's demons and whatnot. Superman fights demons, right? That That's what he does yeah, now? That, that, that's a thing he does, yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind Superman fighting a demon. Kiana didn't, just like Dark Apocalypse War, but Tri is Trigon a demon? Does that count? Yeah, what? Yeah, what? I didn't what? know if what? I didn't know if Trigon counted because he's like the king of the underworld. Yeah, he's a what? Yeah, he's a demon. What? Okay. So anyway, it's like uh, the, that... it, our thumbs are your big toe a toe or what? Or your thumb a <laughs> are finger? Are your thumbs are, fingers? Yeah, yes, that argument. Are. Yeah, it is. It's like what? Y yes, but no, but yes, because like what else would he be at the same time? You know, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking of things that uh, the more and more time g goes, the less and less likely it, it is to, for it to show up. Um, wow, that was a long way to say that we'll never see Kevin Spacey again. Um, Robert Edgar's Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Let's throw our heads back and laugh at Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Rude. This will never happen. Gets announced next week. <laughs> Bro, it, <sighs> I want it 
to have it so bad and he like uh, he like pseudo announced it kind of like yeah like i'm working on this and then do it and did northman instead and i was like okay but but like now maybe, maybe? but anya taylor joy is mina harker <laughs> i swear I swear, if he makes a Nosferatu film and it ends with two make- naked men on a on a volcano again, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna we yell. read very different Draculas. <laughs> yes, you're not you're not wrong, but still. Tell me though, you wouldn't be excited for Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu. I wouldn't be excited. Or better yet, Robert Pattinson. I mean, he's already gotten got the frame for yeah, it, there. and he's but already like, turned into a bat twice. <laughs> I just, I honestly, I would prefer uh, uh, if if Defoe is in is in it, I would prefer him to be like the uh, the Igor type character. Um, just just because I think there's more comedic ability there, and uh, yeah, I think Igor is Frankenstein, and that's not even. But Igor, you know what I mean. Igor doesn't know- even actually. That's a common misconception. Igor's not even in Frankenstein. His name is Fritz <laughs> in Frankenstein. Igor doesn't even come into play until Young Frankenstein. Um, you're thinking uh, Frankenstein isn't the monster; it's the doctor. Wrong. That's Josh's hill to die on, and that's a losing battle every single time. Hell if anything, yeah. the only thing that ever solves is me saying extra words because Josh knows what I mean, but I still have to offer clarification to make sure that he knows I know what I mean. <laughs> no, Dracula's assistant is Redfield because remember we're getting a whole movie Cage, about it later with Nicholas Holt, I... my doppelganger, and Nicholas yes. Cage, the world's most beautiful man. <laughs> I couldn't remember his like I didn't want to say sidekick, but like the his caretaker. His side piece? His side piece. But that like the Igor type character is like you know what you know what I meant. This is like the Frankenstein thing, but reversed, okay? You yes. know what I meant. Yes, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> what else you got? Um, I don't eh. I mean, this can kind of count as horror. I was thinking if there's any horror ones, but I don't have any horror. Although I could do a whole podcast episode about unmade Halloween sequels. Yes, um, this could kind of segue for both horror and superhero because I refuse Yay. to believe it'll ever happen. Yeah. The Crow reboot. I yeah. know people are like, oh, they just signed Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, we signed Jason yeah. Momoa and Luke Evans <laughs> and some other actors from various periods in time and various directions over time. This movie will not happen. This movie does not exist. This will not happen. I don't believe in curses, but this is one of two movies that we will talk about today that I genuinely believe is cursed and should just stay in the ground in development hell, so to speak, because it's cursed and should not see the light of day. This, I know they're like, well, we're actually filming this year. You sure started you filming with Momoa, <laughs> and it's still nothing happened because of that. Like, yeah, until the movie actually comes out in theaters, I won't believe you. I'm an Uncharted fan. I'm familiar with until it actually comes out. I don't believe that exists, as we talked about <laughs> last week. Um, yes, the Crow and reboot like, un- does not exist. Unfortunately, it has the stigma of like. Ah, but you don't want to sully uh, Brandon Lee's name. Blah, we had blah, two blah. crappy sequels. Yeah, sorry guys, it's over. You can't. We had one with Kirsten Dunst. Although, to be fair, the second yes. one, to be fair, the that second one, the original weird. script for the second one was really, really good. 
and it got hacked to bits by the Weinsteins. Like the first, the second one, the original narrative for it actually was a really good sequel that didn't focus on Eric Draven that would have continued the trend of grief mm-hmm. and loss and maybe someday being reunited with the person that you love while still being fresh tale. But of course that unfortunately did not yes. happen. Um, yeah, this, this reboot's just, it's made up. It's fake. It's never going to happen. Yep. It, they could say it all they want, but until we see it on the big screen, it does not exist. More than anything, I could see it becoming an HBO Max TV show. Yep. You want to talk about things that uh, I definitely don't think will never, ever happen ever again. Uh, and But the more I think about it, the more I think it could happen nowadays. Uh, back in the day, a little movie called Born Legacy came out and they the people who made it announced a second one right that was coming up down the line right after. The one with Jeremy Renner? Yes. A sequel for Born Legacy was announced and has been in the works, quote unquote, since then. They stopped to make Born the fourth the fourth quote unquote yeah the quote unquote, the fourth the fourth Matt, Matt Damon film. Me Damon. Which is actually actually pretty good yeah because they got born back yes don't call Uh, it born if you don't have born but a two the legacy two was announced and has been in the works basically since the uh, the first one was released now saying that if you had told me that five years ago i would have said haha you're dumb it's the worst seeing who jeremy jeremy renner is now he's always been a good actor he's just he's fantastic but like i feel like he actually has a some pull that could make the movie better but i i don't think it'll ever ever come out because legacy is and f- for a very good reason the blight that is on the born franchise they like actively go out of their way to forget about it like all the boxes oh, yeah. that come out they're just like relive all the born movies that have matt damon in them Jeremy Renner, you've got your TV show now. Make make your Marvel money somewhere else. Like honestly, if Jeremy Renner wanted to, he could probably finance his own Born Legacy sequel. But wow, you would think that this would get canceled by now, like the Wonder Twins movie. Yeah, because no one wants it. But this is, I I I feel like some of these movies that we are talking about, they're just stuck in development hell because no one wants to officially cancel yeah. like well we'll keep the candle burning we'll leave the light on for you like motel six so uh maybe but n- nothing will ever come of it until the one day that movie studios become so desperate that they've data mined all original ideas that anything in development hell will get a second chance at life and come out just because they're a registered ip mm-hmm. yeah so we're still on uh superheroes yeah uh you can be i'm out of superheroes for now okay i'm I have sure some will jog my memory if you talk about it yeah so i looked this up because i wanted to make sure and technically it got canceled uh the gambit movie was like that did get the, canceled the, yeah it did get it, it got canceled by proxy because they said they were done they were not doing any any spinoffs and that was included in that package statement so technique so well, also I te- you know fox got bought by somebody yeah, I mean, there's that too. Whatever, but like, and, and I think at the time too, wasn't it Channing Tatum was was uh, going to be playing Gambit? Yep. And at the time, everyone was freaking out how ta- terrible it would be. And honestly, not, if we're talking about if they went to go do that now with Channing Tatum, I don't think I would mind it as much. I think I'd be down. 
So, yeah, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. I would be excited for the movie, and I would be excited for Channing Tatum's acting ability. He has really proven himself as an actor. He's come a long way. That being said, I was never particularly on board with him as Gambit because mm-hmm. Gambit depends on a very specific and very thick accent. That's fair. Channing Tatum does not do accents and i (laughs) also we talk crap about this movie a lot but we already had the perfect gambit with taylor kitsch he's so good like y'all can bash x-men origins Mm. all you want but they got it right the first time with taylor kitsch he was perfect for gambit like just they should have just brought him back hollywood bring back taylor kitsch just in general you royally screwed him over he had the worst 2012 of any actor I can think of in terms of box office flops with John Carter at Battleship back to back. And then the very next year he did The Counselor with Ridley Scott, which no one remembers, but I'm going, Taylor, come back to us. Start the Friday Night Lights again. Come back. Yes. (laughs) Come back. Come back to the light. Chosen Uh, one. I'm coming. (laughs) They, uh, the other one, I'm not 100% technically sure if I can bring up. So they had rumored slash announced that Green Lantern was going to be getting a new movie in this new, this new canon, technically. And then, but that was during the Zack Snyder days. And that now was it's the same kind of time like, that they announced everything they announced. Yes. Um, they never announced Man of Steel 2, which I think was weird, but they announced yeah. a Cyborg movie, a Green Lantern movie, mm-hmm. uh, the Flash movie, which, you know, at this rate, I don't think will ever actually come out. But I feel like there's one or two other things that were like, oh, yeah, you want us to forget about that, that you announced that, didn't you? Because uh, those plans went by the wayside real quick. Just like that commercial for the 2022 movies that are coming out for DC and like mm-hmm. only half of them are still sticking in this year. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but like, it was one of those things, Green Lantern was announced and then hinted at, especially. And they're like, it's weird that they would like, not really cancel it, but not really say like, hey, we're still working on it. But then also let Zach put a Green Lantern in this, this, this Snyder cut, which is so weird. And they, spe- no, they don't have Green Lantern in the Snyder cut. Yeah, there's, no, there's not. No, no, no. It's that's Martian Manhunter. They specifically yeah. told him Martian Manhunter is okay, but not a Green Lantern because we have plans for them later. I'm going, you don't have plans for anything, guys. Like, come on now. Because you can find footage of the actor that he cast for Green Lantern. It was going to be a John Stewart. And you can find like some pictures of them shooting stuff, but they never put it in the movie because Warner Brothers was like, you can have full autonomy for this movie. But we have plans for Green Lantern, so make it Martian Manhunter. And maybe that's why Martian Manhunter looks so jank. Like, he, he looks weird. He looks bad. Also, I still have issues with the whole scene of, like, Lois talking to Martha. And you find out it's Martian Manhunter. I'm like, there's some stuff that only Martha knows. But also, doesn't this kind of take the emotion out of the scene of, like, uh, a woman and her mother-in-law grieving yeah. the loss of the person that they meet, but in reality, it's not actually like it was just there. It. I don't want to get sidetracked. To that. It's, I hate. Yeah. It. I hate that so much. Yeah, there's so much to hate about that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's all the superhero stuff technically that I have. So how many? How many you got left, my dude? 
One, two, three, four, five. All five. Right, hit me with two of them. Hit, hit, two back to back, my dude. I will go Akira. Uh, uh, yeah. I know some people are like, what? This is a movie. No, no, no. They have been trying to do a live action Akira for the longest time. I feel like ever since it came out as an anime, they've been like, oh, a good anime that the American people like too? We got a live action this and just ruin its legacy forever. Ghost in the Shell, Attack on Shit. Titan, Death Note, Dragon Ball. Um, but thankfully, this has not come to live action yet. The last we heard about a live action Akira movie was Taika Waititi was attached to it, but then he dropped out. The project is still kind of floating around somewhere, but he's like, I would love to approach, come back to this someday. But uh, he got a better paying gig with something called Star Wars. Yeah. It's supposed to come out next year, which maybe Disney sees him as the savior of Star Wars. Which Who I'm, knows? I'm still a little annoyed by that. They're like, oh, yeah, this will be set post Rise of Skywalker. I'm going, stop going forward. Go backwards. Like, stop insisting that we have to go to this time period. You made a mistake. Go back in time, so do something fresh. I know something fresh scares you, Disney, but you you were capable of doing that at one point. You're not anymore, but you used to be able to do fresh ideas. Send Star Wars back, not forward. But yeah, Taiko T was attached to uh, Akira for a really long time. I feel like James Cameron was attached to Akira mm-hmm. at one point or another. Uh, like early two thousands, maybe. Yeah. You know, you know who was attached at one point was Christopher Nolan to do Akira. I vaguely remember that. That's so weird. That's like, and I think I didn't put this list on on the the list for the reason you mentioned. I was like, no, they they made an Akira. Uh, No, they didn't. They made Ghost of the Shell and they made uh, Battle Angel. And neither of those are Akira. (laughs) I thought you were about to say neither of them are good, but I'm like, Alita's not bad. Alita's like enjoyable. It's It's a good time. It's because they fixed the eyes before the movie came out. Because those first trailer eyes were... mm, not not the worst so i've got a slew of third movies before we get to my final one uh i'll go with tron 3 whatever they want to call that last we heard it was tron starring jared leto going so we still sticking with that is he gonna go method and like get himself stuck in a computer somewhere or because he can't find a computer he's gonna get himself stuck in one of those little claw machines that you see kids get stuck in i would pay good money to see jared leto stuck in a claw machine for a couple hours and just make that a movie tron stuck in the grid the the news reporter comes like how did you get here and he just looks camera dead in the eye and just goes i got morbed I (laughs) i have to go back like Oh my gosh! The way that Morpheus, the Morbius was so bad that it's turned into a meme is just uh, everything I needed. <laughs> but like even even before, um, even before Jared Leto boarded this like newly revitalized Tron Three, ever since Tron Legacy came out in what 2010, 2009 ish, people were like, "Oh yeah, we're making another one," or maybe not. We don't know because Tron Legacy didn't make as much money for us as we were hoping, and apparently the brand recognition of Tron isn't as strong as we thought. Tron is a lot like Blade Runner. Uh, They're incredibly revolutionary for the sci-fi genre, but they're not as culturally relevant as diehard cinephiles like to think that it is. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. you're 
diehard movie fans and that weird cousin that only reads um, Orson Scott card books, of course, knows who what Tron is. <laughs> but the general popula- population probably doesn't care. Also, shout out Ender's Game. Yes, I made that reference now. Love that. Oh. Love that. Oh, my gosh. I need to finish reading the books. I have uh, Game and Shadow, and I've been meaning to watch bo- read both of them. Also, of all sci-fi authors, I brought up Orson Scott Card, the yeah, nicest, like, well, the I'll... nicest of authors. Clearly, like, <laughs> <laughs> t- yeah, there's, it's, uh, there's so much weird stuff that's not getting made, man. Um, do you know about the literary classic that is The Alchemist? That sounds like a Veggie Tales episode. <laughs> No, but it is a classic. Uh, it's if it's a, a classic, <laughs> why haven't I heard of it? <laughs> I you're read. Not, you're, you're not well read. Um, <laughs> wow, that's not, true. that's not true. That's not true. I take it back. I take it back. Wow. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's very interesting. The book is is translated into English, so it's like from Spain. It's not like so subtitles. Those, yeah, <laughs> I got subtitles in my book. Um, <laughs> So, so just so just words on the page got it can't hurt um but like it's it's a story about a guy who like leaves his life as a, she- as a shepherd behind to go finally visit egypt uh and like meets a bunch of like spiritual beings on, along so the way jesus yeah so life of pi um <laughs> basically but it's not it's even like... did you see life of pi life yeah. of pi he's stuck on yeah. a boat okay sure yeah, and the stuff that he encounters along the way. Yeah, those and his mother's potentially that's not, eaten and killed. Like, yeah, that's not symbol. There's no symbolism in there. No beings. Yeah, yeah right. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to connect how Life of Pi is connected to a, a, it's a story about it. Nah, 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 nah. Don't worry about it. Uh, we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, my no. Here it is. Here how it is. are okay, you guys here. stuck around with us for 178 episodes? I know, right? I know, right? Okay, so we so, have so, no so, idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Never. That's the fun. Um, but so, 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 so if Life of Pi is this like mushroom journey of being trapped on a boat, right? Being, to get, I'm having home, a mushroom journey right now. Yeah, yeah you are. Um, <laughs> then the alchemist is this weird. I, I love for those that are watching this, this like motion that I've got going is just fantastic. Right. So uh, it, <laughs> It's the alchemist. He's got the Sean Evans hot ones hands. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Oh, I love that reference. That's got to be the most obscure reference today. Even more so than nothing. Zilch. Nada. Nada. (laughs) Gosh, dude. Um, Anyway, script for the, for the, for a movie was announced way back in the eighties and has been tossed around from studio to to studio since then. Yeah, no problem. Uh, that's what I'm here for. Uh, talking about a movie about a journey, and uh, I've journeyed back to the point. Mm-hmm. All right, so, yeah, The Alchemist is a thing that happened. Which also... Or didn't just, happen. <laughs> just a quick bone to pick with stupid people out there that clearly don't read or aren't intelligent. You know how, yeah. like, when you're scrolling, like, Instagram, they'll be like, here's a video or thing that we think you might like, or like I suggested. So it's the stand-up comedian that's just like, you ever notice how Star Wars and Harry Potter are the same book? I'm going, you're a freaking moron, aren't you? He's like, it's an orphan that gets raised by their mean uncle that's got special abilities. I'm like, yeah, 
it's called the hero's journey sure it's an arc bro it's like like, what that's not you're not clever for making that observation you just scrolled reddit for more than five minutes like or went to school or didn't go to school and (laughs) just have your own cognitive process like you're not clever get better material stand-up comedian that i will never meet or interact with like (laughs) actually be actually use your brain like bo burnham um Continuing, yeah. on, continuing on my train of thirds. Choo-choo. Sherlock Holmes 3 <laughs> has not officially been canceled yet, and I don't get why. The last one came out 2011. Sherlock Holmes The Game of Shadows was 2011, and we've still had no progress. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have Guy Ritchie back. Guy Ritchie dipped to make King Arthur. Legend of the Sword. It's a great, it's a fantastic movie. Totally worth it. It is a movie <laughs> that was made. Thankfully, he redeemed himself in making Aladdin, and then he made uh, The Gentleman, which is on my queue, and I'm going to watch it sometime soon. It's fine. Uh, but then Dexter Fletcher, who directed Rocket Man, was attached to it, which I always thought was kind of a weird pairing of we go from great british icon elton john to great (laughs) british icon sherlock holmes the rocket scientist now we now we're cooking with gas there Uh, now we're cooking with peanut oil but this is not chick-fil-a but okay Um, duck dynasty but sure but like the common excuse is like oh jude law super busy robert Downey jr understandably he's busy well, he's not busy anymore. More. What's your excuse now? Uh, Jude Law's doing some stuff with Star Wars. Cool. They're a lot less busy now until, you know, Robert Downey Jr. makes some movies that don't do financially well, and then he begs to come back and join the MCU like he always does, The Judge. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, like, come on! I want this! I liked the first one a lot for a while there before I watched more movies in my life. Sherlock Holmes was one of my favorite movies of all time, and then I got an actual movie palette i still like it a lot but i still look back and go how was that my like favorite movie ever it's good but not like that's like not saying like, your favorite wow. food is sprinkles like it's good but like sprinkles as now, the best thing on. ever sprinkles now, okay <laughs> sprinkles or jimmy's which one do you say sprinkles okay good I, oh. I have some weird people what, out there that the, be like, "What the crap is a Jimmy? Hold on." I, d- I don't know. Some people up north call them Jimmys, to which I'm going, "That's yeah, wrong." Their- Other things are Jimmys, but we're not gonna go there. Um, yeah, they call their Coke pop. What weirdos? Or just everything's Coke, and I'm going, "Yeah, everything's Coke." No, hey, nothing what, is what Coke kinda- but Coke. <laughs> uh, nah, what kind of what kind of Coke do you want, Pepsi? No, if you're, or unless you're, in, unless you're in Texas, I'll take a Dr. Pepper. Which kind? Dr. Pepper. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> My other third that they claim is still happening, but your lead actor saying, yeah, that's not happening, is National Treasure 3. Yeah, okay. Jerry Bruckheimer and the producer and everybody are like, oh, yeah, we're still actively working on the script. We're still figuring it out. And Nicholas Cage is going, the heck you are. I'm not doing this. You left me high and dry when I got bankrupt. And you guys just left me to try and didn't offer me any movie roles. You didn't try and help me out at all. Um, and also, like, I had a miserable experience making the second one. I don't want to come back. And Disney would be like, 
that's fine. We'll just do a TV show with literally everyone but you. But supposedly they're still making a third movie. I'm going, well, good luck with that. I don't yeah. know if I believe you, but I don't. if you say so, uh, we're going to cross over National Treasure. And once Disney buys out Sony, National Treasure and Uncharted will collide. And Ben Gates will meet Nathan Drake. And it'll be just okay. It will only be okay. It will not. Which, shameless plug, assuming the video doesn't immediately get ripped down from YouTube, which there's always a high chance of this, I hope by sometime this week to release my correct version of the action scene from Uncharted, the big epic finale when... What should have happened in the movie? By that I mean using the correct music and edited properly so we don't cut away from the action every other shot. Also, as I go and edit this... I'm noticing some basic stuff of like, wait, why did this guy shoot before he shows up on camera? Why is this Don't out of questions. order? Let me put Don't this correctly in order. No, 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 that's not a thing. <laughs> so I have one so, more. How many more you got? I have two, so I was going to blow through Fantastic. So you've heard of the movie The Martian with uh, Matt Damon, correct? Fantastic film. Like, entertaining matt damon's fantastic fantastic in it um there is a book called project hail mary there was the script and then the movie was announced starring aaron Rodgers. it was in the works the year before the martian was released so 2014 something like that the project hail mary is basically kind of interstellar meets the martian uh, theme, themes and story-wise, uh, obvious. So for obvious reasons, uh, plans were put on hold hmm. <laughs> because whenever The Martian came out, because then, you know, Interstellar and The Martian both came out, and it's way too similar. So maybe we'll just put that on the back burner for a while. But uh, they're it's, not uh, connected at all. <laughs> it's, so. I think it's primarily maybe it's because. Whoever made the book, The Martian was based off a book first. Maybe they realized, oh, crap. Maybe I took way too many inspirations. Like, the subconsciously just wrote yeah. too much of The Martian when I was writing the book. Yeah. Balls. Uh, yeah, but it is what it is. So that, that's that been in development hell forever. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's a franchise that's just been sitting idly by. It doesn't need to come back. Like, let it be back there. We don't talk about it, the second and third movie. Which I've seen. Baseball's baseball's dead anyway. <laughs> Says the Lastros fan who doesn't know what hey, good baseball man. is. He has to cheat his way to win. <laughs> oh, 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 don't open that can of worms. I will. No, no. It's been right. five years and I'm still not over it. <laughs> uh, dude, the no, Astros not... are literally trash. No, walking away from this. They're nope, literally this, trash can. Nope. This is, uh, that's not the truth. It's well, I mean, it is the truth. <laughs> See, you know it. You are in denial. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's not like like every the Amazon. You're in denial. We just did it better than everybody. Okay, we're not here. If you did it about... so much better, why'd you get caught? Because <laughs> we won a championship with it. Anyway, we we deserve that. The city went through a lot that year. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me hit my last. JJ one, Watt though. got so pissed he left. No, that's the Texans organization, and that's a whole nother beast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Um, so let's talk about the last one that I have on here. Uh, and it, which is funny because for a while there, we thought that the last of us was going to stay in development hell. Um, but it is not anymore. Thank goodness. We uh, think allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so a very iconic movie came out several, several years ago. Iconic to me, at least. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but not a lot of people went to see it because um, oh. it went through a lot of name changes. If, if it's the movie I'm thinking, you didn't even see it in theaters. No, of course I didn't because I wasn't sure about it. Because, because the, marketing, the marketing was terrible. Because you came to Alex and I in the dorm asking because we just came back from family video asking do they have live die repeat to which we looked at you going what movie like we're pretty up to date with movies yeah live die repeat you mean edge of tomorrow no it's called live die repeat we walked with you to family video picked up the copy sure enough it says live die repeat on the side on um vertically and then horizontally it says edge of tomorrow we're going <laughs> like what why For why yes but so live die repeat as i think is what it's officially called or edge of tomorrow i don't know all what you need is kill is such a better name yes absolutely that's the except original for, name for it before it got scrapped <laughs> except for the sequel that was announced after recently, I believe, not like recently being within like the last five years. Pretty decently um, after the film came out. With... Yeah, uh, which we still have heard nothing about. Uh, it lived, die, repeat, and repeat. <laughs> Rinse and repeat? Like, bro, come on. First of all, there's a lot of stuff that I, I think there's still a lot of things to explore in that world. And I'm super curious. I would love to go back. Maybe not with Tom Cruise, but with somebody else. I'm okay with that for obvious reasons. But yeah, it's it's a movie for me that I wish much like real steel would get a sequel, but I, it just will never happen. And I'm really makes me sad. So what you're saying is a sequel to edge of tomorrow is a mission impossible. I want to die. Please let me, I can die. help. <laughs> and for, for legal purposes, that was a joke in case any jury has to look back on this tape at a later date. So oh, man almost dropped a turd there. <laughs> like a Winnie the Pooh. Oh, boo. Hey, Johnny Depp won, won his defamation today. Good for him. Good for him. Still going to be a while before he finds work, but good for him. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but at least he's over so, it. So, um, my last one. We talked briefly about this last week in terms of, like, genuinely cursed productions or movies that will never escape development hell or things that have been in development for a really long time last week john carter took the cake for a movie that was in development hell the longest dating back to 1931 this movie has been in development hell since 1982 and is often regarded in the hollywood circles as the most cursed movie never to be made and that's including the crow reboot because mm -hmm. if you look at some of the names that have been attached to this it's a little eerie actually and I'm talking about the movie The Confederacy of Dunces, which is based mm. off of a literary book. Um, hence, you know, literary. Literary book as a term is always kind of a little redundant to me. But um, this book was originally supposed to be translated into a movie back in 1982 with Ghostbusters Harold Ramis behind the camera uh, tackling the script with John Belushi 
and Richard Pryor in the lead roles. So John Belushi, as we know, unfortunately passed away. So that obviously stalled production when they had to find somebody else. Well, then they looked at Chris Farley to replace John Belushi. Then, unfortunately, Chris Farley passed away. Then they looked at John Candy, who unfortunately passed away. Uh, They might have been looking at John Candy before Chris Farley. Uh, Whoever passed away in chronological order, they looked at one before the other. I'm going, okay, one, it's unfortunate. Two, it's a little weird. Three actors that all unfortunately passed away way earlier in their careers, way sooner than they should, Mm -hmm. is very weird. All attached to the same movie. It's a little bit freaky. Uh, Thankfully, John Goodman is still alive, and he was attached to their project for quite a while. Um, Nothing ever came of the Harold Ramis one. Fortunately, he passed away. Uh, Fast forward to a more modern setting, and we have actor Will Ferrell attached to the film to be the main actor in it with Halloween and your highness director, David Gordon green, supposedly tackling the project, which supposedly the David Gordon green incarnation of this movie is the closest it ever actually came to coming out of like having a completed script, getting some pieces together, but nothing came of it. Supposedly that's the closest, the latest rumblings we've heard is at one point or another, there was different attempts with names like Jack black and Zach Galifianakis. But nothing's come of this. However, it's never officially been canceled. I think it's just grit and determination at this point from studios going, okay, we will be the ones to figure this thing out. Twitch, I kind of just sit back and go, is this really a property that you need to adapt at this point? Because if I say Confederacy of Dunces to a lot of people, I don't think they know either the legend of the movie or the book of like what this is about. So it's not like a well-recognizable book franchise, like a got to hurt Josh real bad with this. It's not like an Artemis Fowl where there's a built-in fan base for you to exploit and completely butcher. That hurt. Like, it's not like it. I'm sure there's people that are familiar with the book, but it's not like one of those people would be familiar with it like Artemis Fowl or Percy Jackson or rebooting Sherlock Holmes type of thing it's it's getting to the point where it's very obscure like why have studios hung on to this for so long I honestly couldn't tell you because I have no knowledge of this movie or the book that it's based on so it's it's one of those like it's I'm gonna bring it up second time in in this podcast but it's like movie 43. If somebody just really, I thought really, you were going to say treasure really, planet again. N- nah, uh, treasure planet's amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but like movie 43, like when somebody just really, 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 really wants to make it, they'll just bide their time. And at a certain point, again, much like movie 43, does this movie need to be made? Does it really? <laughs> No, there's better options out there. Absolutely. Well, what do you guys think? What are some movies that you either heard about or rumored or even officially announced that genuinely you think will never actually come out? The Flash movie could be in that consideration at this point, I think. Um, let us know your thoughts down in the comments below or some movies that you are hoping for that probably will never happen. National Treasure 3, I know there's a lot of you out there for hoping for that. Uh, 
If you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at Uncharted Media. Help us get to 700 subscribers by the end of the year so that we could talk about Darth Jar Jar. Um, yeah. Help us get to 700 subscribers. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals. <laughs>